I want to teach you a, a new song this this morning. Um, can we have the words to the secret place? Where will you run, my soul? Where will you go when wheels run dry? When the wind starts to blow, how you gonna keep this flame alive? Why don't we try that? First one. Where will you run, my soul? Where will you go when wells run dry? When the wind starts to blow, how you gonna keep this flame alive? In the fading light when night is breaking, I know you will always be waiting. You'll always be there. I'm running to the secret place where you the days away I'm running I'm running I'm running to the secret place mm -hmm. oh. You are my only the rock on which I stand You will not let me go I know I'm safe inside your hands When the fleeting night when night is breaking I know you will always be waiting You'll always be in the fading, in the fading, like when night is breaking, I know you will always be waiting, you'll always be there. Once again, in the night lights, when the night is breaking, I know you will always be waiting, you'll always be secret place once again i'm running to the secret place where you are where you are i'll sing to you all the ways stole my heart stole my heart better is a moment that i spend with you than a million other days away i'm running i'm running 
I'm running to the secret place. Hands are lifted high, hearts awake to life. We are satisfied here with you, here with you. Chains will hit the floor, broken lives restored. We couldn't ask for more. secret place I'm running to the secret place where you are where you are I'll sing to you all the ways you stole my heart stole my heart better is a moment that I spend with you than a million other days away I'm running I'm running I'm running to the secret place. Hands are lifted high, hearts are open wide. We are satisfied. Oh, broken lives restored. We could. secret place let's run i'm running i'm running i'm running to the secret place i'm running i'm running i'm running to the secret place 
Can I just share something for a minute? I have a picture. Can you imagine one moment when you had a wow moment with food? When you had a wow moment, when you tasted something that made your senses and your body go, wow. Can you imagine if you took just one bite and then you left the room? you left the rest. I feel like sometimes at church we take a bite. Oh, that's so good. And then we leave it for the rest of the week. That's so good. Mm. Go back to that wow moment when you bit into something that was amazing. How can we walk away? How can we walk away from it? We're here to feast on the blood and the body of Jesus, on the finished work of the cross. We hit a feast on the table that he sets before us in the presence of our enemies. We're here to feast on his faithfulness. Yeah. I know Romeo has a word to share. I don't know if it was what I'm just saying now or if it ties in. You want to go? not prepared to come today. <laughs> um, we are in a season and um, do not let fear capture you. Yeah. Do not let fear capture you because there is a bigger picture. Do not give in to fear. Do not give in to what enemy is trying to tell you. God has got bigger plans for all of you. Amen. There's a big plan and there's a purpose put in everyone in your life. There's a purpose. There is a healing over here that God wants to deliver. There is a physical healing that needs to be delivered. Everyone over here under this roof, God has put a purpose and you have all come here for a reason. So remember the focus. Remember what God is trying to tell you and stay focused. Do not give in to fear because there is a lot of fear. Do not give in to fear. We are child of God and we need to trust in God. Romeo, just before you walked in, we'd been singing Fear Go, Spirit Come for about 10 minutes. minutes. (laughs) So we're going to sing this song again. And would you feast on His faithfulness? Because when you taste and see that the Lord is good, we can release every bit of fear and worry because we trust in His loving hand. The more I seek you, find you the more I find you the more I love you because I want to sit so I want to sit at your feet drink from the Drink from the cup in 
Beside the quiet waters, he restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, and my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Oh, good. Sorry, Sam, I was kind of muted earlier. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, bless you, Lord. Father God, thank you, Jesus. I'm, I'm kind of new kid in the block. I don't know about the timings and all of that, so I'm going to not bother about the timings this morning. Because, because I knew when did, when, did, when did I ever bother. <laughs> so my wife kept pointing to the watch earlier. Yeah, but I mean, she kept pointing, which is, I mean, that's, I'm not saying it's bad. Um, and then I remembered, oh, yeah, we've got a new set. We knew, we've got new, new times. And um, so my apologies, guys, but 
uh, and w when I say apologies, meaning it's um, in the it's in the context of okay, we've got you know certain set things to do and all of that, but but when you know when you when you get a moment like this, and when you sense the Lord is just wanting to do a deeper work in us, in all of us, in all of you at home as well. I, I, I'm sure you'd agree with me that we need to give the Lord that opportunity. So I really want to thank CJ and, and the team for just helping us get into, that, get into that space and, you know, transect with the Lord and, and be able to minister to him and him minister to us. Amen. So, praise God. We are amongst people who love the presence of God. You love being with God. You love to dwell in His presence. You heard uh, CJ mention about dwelling, right? We, need, we want to dwell in His, in, in, in His presence. Hallelujah. And as, as Krista came up and as she led us in that place of just, He's worthy. He is worthy. So when you dwell in that place, what else can you afford to say but He is worthy? What else do you want to actually say apart from he is worthy? In fact, if that's all our vocabulary is, that should be good enough. Amen? Amen. That he is worthy. So why don't we just say he is worthy? He is worthy. 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 Come on, he is worthy. It's an all you can eat. He is worthy. 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 That's right. He's worthy. Even the bass is saying he's worthy. Hallelujah. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. Come on, drum up. He's worthy. 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 What? To take the scroll. Right? To take the scroll. To take the scroll. He's the only one that is worthy to take the scroll. Right? And he's reading it over us. He is singing over us. He's speaking over us. He is worthy. You know, it feels good when I... It feels so good to be able to say that He is worthy and not anything else is worthy. In, in comparison to Him. In comparison to His love. Amen? Amen. Thank you. Thank you. I, I want to start by sharing a, a bit of an amusing, amusing story. Um, I... I actually had some PowerPoints prepared and all of that. And then as I began to uh, think about it and, 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 and put that together, uh, I, I felt I, I want to speak off the cuff today. I, I, I want to speak to you as, as your pastor in, in that sense. Okay, so there are some things that I'm going to say. I know it's certainly going to grate at you this morning. You may not like what I say. You may not agree with me. But I think you'll still like me. I'm fairly certain with that. But you might not like what I say. And that's really okay. In all sincerity, that's okay. Um, and some things that I say, you would probably like and agree. So I, I, I think it's, it's good for me to just put, put it out there. And, and, and I'll try and share as much as I can within the time constraint that I have, uh, but I'll, I'll, try, I'll try and do my level best. So it, I went to the bake, bakery a few days ago on Thursday because we were out of bread. So I went to the bakery, and then 
I looked at the, the loaf that was on the shelf and I said, I want that multi-grain loaf. You know, she had a mask, I had a mask. And so I'm sure she heard me correctly. So anyway, she goes and grabs it and she says, and then she says, uh, sandwich or toast? And I'm thinking to myself, is there a difference, sandwich or toast? <laughs> and, and then I said, toast. And then I said, no, 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 sandwich. Because I remember I'm actually making sandwich for, for Olivia for lunch to go to school, right? And then she gets it all done, puts it in a bag, and I go back. And Friday, Thursday, I began to, was plaguing my mind. I've been here in Australia since 1995. Is there, a real, is there really a difference between a sandwich loaf and a toast loaf? And so, so as she's asking that question, I'm thinking, what do I, what do I normally, what do I normally get? Sandwich toast? I mean, not sandwich toast, sandwich toast. And then I'm thinking, if I get a sandwich, I can toast it. But if I get a toast, I can't make a sandwich. So that's all going through my mind during that split second or that, that context, right? And then Friday, I was still thinking, what oh, a sandwich and, and toast. There's such a difference. Until Saturday, early Saturday morning, I was praying. And I'm praying, and then I suddenly ask, asking the Lord, What's the difference between the sandwich and this toast? I said, isn't... And then suddenly the Lord just dropped this. It's not in the, it's not in the bread, it's in the slice. What she was asking is, do you want it sliced for sandwich or do you want it sliced for toast? That's when it was like the penny dropped. And, and I was thinking, wow. That really got me to realize that you can find out anything in the secret place. <laughs> anything you need to find out, you can find. If you want to know where your keys are gone, you go into the secret place and you will find it. If you want to figure this one out, you get into the secret place and you will find it. Right? right? So it really, really... I, and guys, I am serious about this thing. It plagued me for three days. This thing about sandwich, because I was thinking, are you, are you that, you know, are you that blurred that you don't even know that there's a difference between sandwich and, and, and this toast? And, and obviously at the, at the end of the day, bread is, you know, it's life. It's, he's the bread of life. Right? And that, there, is, there is a, in this whole madness, there is something in this. So I'll probably maybe unveil that at the end, right? So, and, and I, I sort of mentioned that, you know, that I want to speak to you today more, more from a standpoint of, of your pastor in that sense. And, you know, I rarely make statements like that, but today I feel I, I, I just felt I, I, I want to, I want to put it in that context. Right now, we were supposed to have a visiting speaker, and he wasn't well on Thursday. So I said, OK, I'll come out of hiding. And then I'll, I think I'll speak this Sunday. Because also, there have been, you know, I've kind of chatted with different ones. People have come and shared different things with me. And uh, I just want to say that the atmosphere is, is charged. 
there is such divisiveness, there is such fear, there is such all of that, that you can't even talk to anyone about toast and about sandwich. Amen. You know? Amen. When you talk about sandwich, they get upset. And they want to toast you. <laughs> and when you talk about toast, they want to make a sandwich out of you. Yeah. Right? Amen. So, but at the end of the day, he is the bread of life. Hallelujah. Yes. Yes. You know, so, 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 I, so I, I, I knew that my, my conundrum with this on Thursday had a point for Sunday. You know, and so, so it's, a, it's, it's a funny thing how God uses the simplest things to kind of grab your attention and, and speak to you. You know, speak to, speak to, speak to all of us. So I, I've been, I've not been on a sabbatical. Some of you have said, oh, so you're on a sabbatical. No, I'm not on a sabbatical. I, I, I want to go on a sabbatical, but I'm not on a sabbatical. I'm actually on annual leave because I've got a lot of leave, so I've taken, I've taken annual leave. But the other rationale behind all of that is, you know, when you are in a pioneer mode and when you've pioneered things, you tend to always be around, kind of lurking around. You know, it feels, and even if you're not lurking, it feels like as if you're lurking, right? So the best thing to do is to get out of this space and let other people who are incredibly gifted and who are able to do things as well begin to rise. So that's what's been happening. And so I've gone in every now and then kind of just to, just to bring some, uh, what should I say, uh, either kind of steady certain things or bring some resolve to certain things or just kind of, you know, kind of discuss. So every now and then, but, but most, most of it have been, so what have I been doing? I've, I've, I, felt, uh, I felt the Lord invite me into what I call the secret place to go deeper. So there are some that I've shared this with. So I've gone, so I've gone deep. And that's why I felt I want to share off the cuff because uh, I, I want to share bits and pieces from my journal, stuff that I've been writing. Right? So, so you're going to get snippets of what I'm going to put together as a book. Right? So I want, to, I, want to write a few, I want to write a few things. I want to share a few things with you. This, this morning, and I have, I, I, and so I want to thank the eldership, the, the, the leadership for really giving me the opportunity to be able to do this because it's, it's really cleared my ability to hear, hear the Lord, and I've been, I've been, I, I've been so blessed by this time. I've been also very humbled. So I've started listening to various prophetic words that have been spoken over me, over this house, over us. I've also started enrolling in a couple of different courses that I've been doing just to upskill myself, just to have some sort of structure. Because if it's left to me, I'll just binge watch Netflix or something along those lines. You know. And then I began reflecting over the past 25 years, 18 years of pastoring here and seven years in Full Gospel Assembly, Melbourne. And it dawned upon me that 
we have not really grieved through your pain. You've not really grieved through the hurt and challenges. And so I began to really grieve through. And whilst, and I think it became more aware was also largely because I was, I was, I was running an emotionally healthy spirituality discipleship uh, uh, group through this, through this time, through nine weeks. So it kind of alerted me to some things which I then was able to really look at. And it got me to, got me to realize that as Christians, we, we have this philosophy in life where we say we are more than conquerors, we can overcome, we can do all of that. And, 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 and we speak the positive aspects so much that it clouds the hurt and the pain and the disappointments. And that disappointment is shrugged away and it's always in the subconscious always in the subconscious. And we go about, you know, getting the, 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 the most recent word, the most recent thing, the most something else someone tells us. And so we live our Christian walk often vicariously. We often live it off other people's, what other people are feeding. So this morning, I want to ask you, what are you feeding off? I think it was put to us this morning in worship. Do you just come and just nibble a little bit and you go back home? You know, we are in the more, one of the most difficult seasons in history for us, right? We are, and, and to be honest, right, if you, if you look at it like this, this is, and, and this is how I feel, the, I know the Lord has challenged me on this, and he said, aren't we facing the greatest health issue in the world? We are, right? but don't we have the greatest power in our possession? Don't we, aren't we all, don't we all have the authority to come against this? But where are you and I in that? I know I keep asking, I, I keep asking myself that. You know, so over this time, I've begun developing a rhythm, a rhythm of getting into God, Getting into God, particularly for me, the mornings, early in the mornings, are really, are really the way to go. I'm not saying that's the only way, but I find that's been the, uh, that's been the best uh, approach for me, right? And I began to realize that, no, I, I'm actually, there's a, that, that I'm not chasing after God. I want to be a God pleaser, not a God chaser. Yeah. You know, there's a difference between a God chaser and a God pleaser. We often you know, see ourselves chasing after the things that we feel, oh, I want to get this, I want to grab that. But there is something about pleasing God. There is something about pleasing God that helps, that you can only begin to realize that when you come uh, into, into, this, into the secret place, right? So as I began to come into the secret place, I firstly began to experience and. And I, I, I feel kind of ashamed even saying that. I, I began to experience some withdrawal syndromes. Like, like an addict, you know? Why? Because I, I'm just doing, doing, doing stuff. Right? Kevin was away for a few months. My wife was on leave for six months or so and then started coming back. And things need to happen. And, 
and we are driven by a roadmap that is hugely inconsistent with Scripture, but yet we have a responsibility to, to, to obey what is before us. So it's trying to make sense of all of that and, 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 and yet at the same time, not trying to stumble people, trying to journey with individuals, you know, doing all of this. So it, it, is, it is so, so, so overwhelming. You speak to any pastor, any pastor, particularly a senior pastor, you will find that they are struggling. We are struggling. Because the last thing we want to do, the last thing we want to do is to confuse people, to hurt, to begin to give directions that are, that are incorrect. So can you imagine now what it means now for me to really get into a space of literally hearing? I really need to hear God. And then came this that the Lord put to me. Son, you have two options. You either obey or you disobey. There's nothing in between. I either have to obey him or either have to disobey him. And so as I began to just unveil myself, that's why that song, The More I Seek You, oh, that's like my theme song at the moment. I, I, I cannot sing that song on my own. It's, 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 it's very, it's, it's difficult because it's engaging a certain aspect of my life. I feel as a pastor, I've not engaged enough. You know, I don't know. I, I don't want to speak about our elders and our leaders and all of that, but let me tell you this. If I know what's going on in my life, and if I know I'm challenged like this, I can guarantee you that you're almost in the same shoes. So my suggestion to the elders, to the leaders, to other pastors, and anyone else that's listening, get your act together with God. Get into that space. Get into that place of really, really dwelling with Him. It is your prime, primary responsibility. So when I got into that place, right, this is, this is one of the first things the Lord put to, put to me. And he said, son, you have been busy in the ministry of the Lord and have neglected the Lord of the ministry. Son, you have been busy with the ministry of the Lord but have neglected the Lord of the ministry. So imagine how you feel. I, I felt, you know, I, I began feeling somewhat ashamed, you know, in a sense, because I was thinking, oh God, not, not, not that God made me, not that God shamed me, but I, I began to, I began to, feel that to some extent, and immediately there was this overwhelming sense of, of love that had really gripped me. Because I began to think, wow, for God to actually really reveal that to me must mean 
He's really fond of me. He really loves me. You know, and some of you may, may say, yeah, duh, that, that should be common sense. No, it's not. You think it is? Do you really think he loves you? Then you ask yourself the way you live your life. Ask yourself the decisions that you make. Is it really decisions that convey the fact that he loves you? And that you love him? So, friends, don't be very quick to say, yeah, you should. Of course. That's why I'm saying there are some things you're not going to like what I say. Because I, will, I, I, I want to challenge you this morning as I feel the Lord challenging me. I want to challenge us this morning. Not out of a prideful place. Gosh, that's, I'm, I'm, I'm far from that. You know? And so I, I had realized that I was very focused on doing for the Lord. And even spending time with Him was a doing because, okay, I'm, I'm doing this now. So like I, I've, I've, I've ticked the box. Now, I teach, I preach, I do, I, I do all of that, you know, lead worship, play this, play that, and do, do all of that. But the context of the, the being aspect that, you know, that we know about or that I've even shared was just not really happening in the context of what, where God is wanting to be, wanting me to be at, wanting us to be at. So with this whole issue that has now come about, where it puts us in a place of tremendous confusion and uncertainty, fear, fear, fear of sandwich, fear of the toast, you know, fear of, fear of all of that. So when the rubber meets, when the rubber hits the road, what matters, you know, what began to matter for me was this, that, okay, I, I'm, I'm an employee, I'm employed, I've got to, I've got to do this, I've got to make sure I, 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 I have results, I make sure this, I make sure, so, so, you know, you go through all of those aspects, and the whole context of your relationship with God becomes just another KPI, just another aspect that needs to be done. And that's, you know, so as I look back at my 25 to 30 years of a believer, actually I've been a believer way longer than that. If I look back at, at everything, I, I, I in all sincerity feel that I have, I have really failed in that area. Because I've, I've, I've not viewed the relationship as I view it now. And the sense of the need to know God in, in, in such a desperate way, in such a certain way, that if I miss one day, it's a huge travesty. It's a huge travesty. It is not, hey, after all, it's human. Please get rid of that garbage term. Really, you cannot afford to say that it's only human. I'm only human. That's the worst excuse. And that's, I, I, I will say this, that I feel is an excuse from the pit of hell. 
Because no, you're more than human. You are a supernatural being. You are someone that God has positioned in a place where despite your humanness, you are able to overcome anything and everything. That's, that's the kind of person that you and I are. But friends, the fact of the matter is this, we haven't come into that realization. I've been sharing with Malcolm and a couple of other people that so often the promises that we have, the prophetic words that we get, they are just potential promises. If now, if Ian were to tell me, hey, you know, I, I prayed for someone and that person got really, he, uh, got up of their wheelchair and, and they walked and I will rejoice. I said, oh man, and if he were to tell me this, don't you think you can pray for that person and that person can get healed? I said, of course I believe that. What is that now? That is only a potential promise. I know it can happen, but do I really believe that? To a point where when I pray, and if it doesn't happen, I will pray. And if it doesn't happen, I will pray. And if it doesn't happen, I will pray. So Yonggi Cho was asked this question. So how, how does a potential promise become a promise? And he said this. His response was this. I wait on God three to five hours a day. I wait on God three to five hours a day. So then I asked myself, yes, I'm the senior pastor. I've got, we've got childcare, we've got this, we've got a gamut of things that we run. Do you think I really have all of that time to do? The question is, do you think, you think you have the luxury of not being in that space? And we think we do. So, it's easy for you to make decisions. I don't need to go to church. I don't need to go for prayer meetings. I don't need this. I don't need that. Because what are you informed with? You're being informed from the way you live your life, from your emotions, from the things that you listen to this person or that person. Is, is that information coming from the Lord? Has the Lord told you, Romeo, don't go to church this Sunday? Has the Lord told you, hey, this prayer meeting, don't go? If we are supposed to be listening to the Lord, now sometimes the Lord might turn around, I mean, I shouldn't say turn around and say, now when I say that, I, I, I hope you understand when, what, what I imply by all of this, that in anything and in everything, that we have to be seeking the Lord in order to know what we're supposed to be doing. Because it's so easy for you and I to make our decision. So I ask myself, now why am I going for this prayer meeting? Oh, I'm the pastor in the church. I better show up because I have to set an example. Friends, I've been living my life like that for so long and I'm sick and tired of it. Because truth be told, I'm, to some of you, I may not be a good example. And to some of you, I'm, I'm an incredible example. Right? But if you go to the Father and if He says, Do not enter. Oh Lord, I've healed the sick, I've done this, I've done that. I know you not. So, 
except he that does the will of my father. Hence, the fact that when he says, you only have two choices, you have two choices, either disobey or obey. And after I felt, I, I don't know whether you've ever experienced, this was my first experience in being, in being a believer for 39 years, to get a slap from God that felt so loving. And at the same time made you feel so stupid. And yet at the same time made you feel so loved. All of those emotions just going in and out. The very next day, this is what he says. You have a choice to either be in the secret place or in the place of secret. And that really blew my mind. And I began to realize, gosh, I have so many places of secret. So many places of secret. I want to read something to you. Let, let, me, let me read these, these reflections. I was, I was reading a book and I came across this, The Reflections of a Pastor. As he begins to reflect on his ministry. Putting church over community. Putting orthodoxy over love. Putting certainty over wonder. Putting teaching over conversation. Putting polished over real. Putting explanations over empathy. Putting answers over questions. Putting membership over friendship. Putting action over prayer. Putting services over self-care. Putting style over substance. Putting appearance over authenticity. Putting numbers over faces. Putting charisma over compassion. Putting superiority over, over humility. Let me read a portion from, 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 my, from my journal. and I, I, I wrote this down the other day. And, and as God began to speak about the secret place and the place of secret and... and as he began to unveil more and more things to me personally, right? So, so this morning is not so much a teaching message. It's, it's me kind of reflecting a little bit as much as I can. It's me having a chat with you who are here in person and for those of you who are joining us online. God loves us regardless of what we do. Or don't. Amen? God loves us regardless of what we do or don't. He loves us. When we actually focus on loving God, we then get to love the most perfect being. Have you ever loved, realized that you love the most perfect being? So what response comes from loving the most perfect being? 
You get to love the person who loves us regardless. You get to know what it means to love someone who's pure. Because in our human relationships, we don't encounter that. You get to actually encounter what real love feels like. What is, what, what this real love of the Father really, really feels like. So, as that, that, that particular day when, when he spoke to me about choose the secret place or the place of secret, we had this power outage for a few days. So, no internet, none of those sorts of things. So, can't watch TV or anything like that as well. So, the secret place became something that was the, your time with the Lord, or my time with the Lord became something that was, was, was more prolonged. And so, so I began to write, write, uh, write some of this, this down. And, and, and this is what I felt the Lord was saying about the power outage. And he said, the power... It has come about due, the power outage, right? It has come about due to strong winds that have blown down and uprooted trees. The wind has brought destructions and those trees deeply rooted, those trees that were deeply rooted only lost some parts, but not the whole. These parts can grow back when the conditions are better, but due to the, to the tree being deeply rooted, this was possible. So son, if you are deeply rooted when the winds of accusation, blame, and criticism come, it may only destroy parts of your life and even your personhood. But if you are deeply rooted in me, it will not destroy or uproot you. So it will not take you into depression. It will not take you into suicide. It will not take you into anxiety. How? How will you let your roots go deep will depend on what you consistently are feeding. What, what, what is consistently watering those roots? And then the next thing that the Lord said was, with the power outage, you have had, meaning us, we've had to use a generator, which can only power a few appliances and not the whole house. Your choice is either to be a generator or to be a power plant. For this to happen, your source must be identified. So am I your true and only source? Have I been replaced by the wisdom and intellect of others? And the other aspect that the Lord unveiled to me was what and who I'm connecting to. Am I connecting to a generator? Am I connecting to a power plant? And the question was put to me, am I a generator or a power plant? So there are people 
who are generators that come out when it is needed. And power up only a few needed areas in your life. Whilst there are others who are power plants that keep you going. They inspire, they build, they energize you. Choose carefully. As cables were brought down that cut the power supply, it was only those who were skilled to connect those cables could reconnect and establish the flow of power. So, son, seek out experts who can help you reconnect the power source and those who can help rebuild differently, help you rebuild things differently. Those who can show you how to begin to lay these cables, how to get the right capacitors, so that when it is laid, future destruction will only be extremely minimal. And then he said, be a voice of reason, not a voice of confusion. And in today's day and age, we need to be that voice of reason. I want to read this. I want to read a vision and a prophetic word that I feel is spoken over the church. I've opened the door in the heavenlies. There is no latch on it, but it swings back and forth. It is the door of my presence. I've broken the seal and released the lock. I can have the team to come up. I bid you now to come in and out of the holy place. Come out of the secret place as such. This will be a house of priestly worship. Angels will come to assist you, for I have called you to release the heavenly sound. As Moses struck the rock and life-giving water poured forth. So in worship, you are able to strike the rock of my presence. The river has been released. Deep calls unto deep. There has been an impartation. I have called you to release this heavenly music. Your hands are anointed. Make war on behalf of the saints. It is time to march into my, into my purposes. I will give you my strategy, says the Lord. For I am sending forth from, from this place and from many other places an army of worshippers who are my holy spirit anointed priests. I have summoned them to go before the army of my saints to praise me. Strategy flows out of intimacy with me. Continually wash yourself with my anointed music and, and, and praise. Wash yourself, it says. It will be as you come in and out through that door of my presence that angels will accompany you. You know, is that too far-fetched for you and I to believe? Maybe it is. Maybe it hasn't been your experience. It's not time for you now to feel guilty or ashamed at all. But it's time for you to say, God, I, I really want that. Because he's giving you the choice. 
the choice is not about debating about sandwich or toast. That is not what it is. That debate needs to cease and stop. It's about partaking of the bread of life. You and I should not, must not, cannot be caught in that space and in that place of like for me having these few days just figuring out is there really a difference between this and that? So press forward now with my strategic plans. Do what I instruct you to do. These are critical matters. Therefore, I extend my abundant grace to you. I give you a full and complete grace to do my will. Be released in my grace and I will release great joy and fruit as a result. Now hear this. Do not try to imitate or duplicate what others are doing. Just let my spirit flow. Release others around you. For I have sent them. I am preparing a construction team. I am preparing a construction team. That's what he's saying. Delight in me. Because if you don't, you'll lose it. Delight in me, son. Daughter, for I delight in you. I have rejoiced with my angels and have released my joy in the heavenlies. You will see my angels. I will open your eyes to see the heavenly messengers. For they are all around you. And stand as a wall of fire completely encircling those I have called into end time ministry. They encompass my worshippers. Signs and wonders, yes. Signs and wonders will begin to occur throughout the church. So get ready. Do not worry or concern yourself with crowds or with growth. Just obey me. I demand holiness and purity. Let holiness and purity proceed from my throne room. My purifying fire is being released upon the earth. I am cleansing my church of impurity. No more pollution. I call you to turn away from those things that will pollute you in my house, in your house. Do not pollute my holy stream by exposure to the pleasures that the world gives and to the media. Do not pull I'll end with these two verses. John chapter 13, verse 34 to 38. So now I'm giving you a new commandment. So he's speaking to these disciples and he's saying, guys, that was what you had, but now I'm giving you something new. Love each other just as I have loved you. 
you should love each other. Your love for one another, what does it say, will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. But here you go, Simon Peter says, Lord, where are you going? And Jesus replied, you can't go with me now, but you will follow me later. But why can't I come now, Lord? He asked, I'm ready to die for you. Jesus answered, die for me? I tell you the truth, Peter. Before the rooster crows, it's going to rain in 15 minutes, praise God. The rain of the Holy Spirit. Get ready, get ready. That is absolutely prophetic. Get ready, get ready. So this is not, don't wait for an hour. In 15 minutes, it's going to rain. It's going to rain on you. It's going to rain on us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Siri. Hallelujah. And, and Jesus answered, die, die for me. I will tell you the truth, Peter. Before the rooster crows tomorrow morning, you will deny me three times that you, that you even know me. So here Peter is saying, I am so convinced that I love you. But Jesus is now telling him, are you really sure? You think you love me. Do you really love me? So earlier, some of you are saying, yeah, of course. This is my challenge to you and I. So as we consider that statement that Jesus makes to Peter, we realize that Peter actually didn't understand the depth of what was coming. But he had a real fondness of Jesus and a love that was now about to be tested. We all know what happened, right? And what he faced when he faced that actual test, was the test to show Pete that he failed and that he is, he's a failure as such? No, it was to actually really help him realize that, that, that certainly there was this shallowness that was present in his life, that only a particular litmus test would be able to really identify that. So when Jesus says that this is a new commandment, he's saying, guys, this is really new. And you know nothing about this. You don't really know nothing about this. But you have the greatest opportunity to begin to put that into and within your community and within, within your life. You have that. So that why? So that it will attract People outside who don't know me to come. That is the purpose. So if I love well, there is going to be an attraction without you needing to say anything. Do you believe it or not? I mean, and, and again, you know why I'm saying that is because, yeah, we see the potential in this promise. But has this become a promise to you and I? Right? So truth be told, which is something that you don't know yet. That will happen in time that is going to be your destiny. That is, you will die for me, Pete. You will die, but not just yet. Because there's so much in your life that you need to begin to come 
to terms with. There's so much in your life that needs to be tested and needs to be aligned so that when the time comes, your life will be a tremendous testimony. Right, and finally, can I have that last verse, please? Uh, sorry, he, um, not Hebrews, the, the one from Ephesians. Let me end with this verse here. It says, Ephesians 4, 4 chapter 2 to 5. With tender humility and quiet patience, always demonstrate gentleness and generous love toward one another, especially toward those who may try your patience. I'm sure all of us will fall prey in this. Help me out here. Do you? Karen, do you think you... Are you that patient? Extremely patient? Has your patience been tried? Praise God. Thank you. Be, f- be faithful to God. Maybe your patience is being tried right now because when are you going to end? Some of you guys over there are thinking, now, when are you going to end? When are you going to end? When? I'm, I'm ending now. I'm, I'm really ending now. Be faithful to God, the sweet harmony of the Holy Spirit among you in the bonds of peace, being, and this is it, being one body and one spirit as you were all called into the same glorious hope of divine destiny. For the Lord God is one, and so are we. For we share in one faith, one baptism, and one Father. And He is the perfect Father who leads us all and works through us all and lives in us all. So you have the, the very same person in you as I have. So, how can we be one when you go out to shop and wonder whether you get sandwich loaf or whether you get a toast? How do you live as one body? How do we live as one faith? We belong to the same Father. How do we have conversations and not get toasted in those conversations? How do we have conversations without being made a sandwich out of that? So, church and friends out there, this is a message particularly to Casey City Church. And if this, is, if this in any way has ministered to you, I, I, you know, I, I really thank God. I, th- there's a whole lot more that I'd love to share, but I, I do respect the time as well. And I'd like to maybe come back you know, in a few weeks and then share a little bit more about, about this, about the need for us. We, we, I want to have a heart-to-heart chat. You know, that's, that's where I'm at at this point in time. Again, why? It's because I've realized that, you know, it's, it's, it's one thing to be a pastor and do the work of a pastor. But I'm, 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 I'm really more than that. I'm not just a pastor. 
I'm a fellow believer like you. You know, that's just a role I have, but the person I am is, I'm, I'm, I'm a fellow believer. And you know, why would you want to pay attention to someone who doesn't spend enough time in the secret place? Why would you give me your attention for what? So you ask yourself, why should people then listen to you if you are not in the secret place yourself? Why should we have a team up here if they're not going to be spending time in the secret place? You know why I dare ask that question? Because I know these guys spend time in the secret place. They, they are hungry for the Lord. And there are many of you here that are like that. But what, I'm, what you need to take out of today is this. The need to be consistent. The need for you to be doing this every day. To dwell in that place every day. Every day. You know, so ask yourself this last question. What do I do today in order to grow tomorrow? What step am I taking today, right now, in order to grow tomorrow? Because if you don't take any step today, you're not going to be growing tomorrow. If we don't spend time in this, in this space, nothing's going to come out of this. So I'd like, I'd like for us to spend a few minutes, really, this morning, you know, coming into that space. And you know, I'm going to ask CJ to lead us in that song. The more I seek you, the more I find you. And, and I, want, I want to ask each and every one of you to really, really begin to allow the Lord to examine you. Let Him examine you today. And at, at home as you join us, we're not going to take a long time. We'll just take a, we'll just take a few more minutes right now. And this is, this is vital and this is important because what you give God permission in a few minutes is going to take you, it's, it's, it's going to set you in a place where you will begin to encounter the things that, you know, you often have desired deep within your heart. You know, there are things that you, that you don't even sometimes dare ask the Lord. And in particular, I want to ask you this, examine the places of secret that you have. What are places that you unconsciously feel that, I, I don't think God knows much about this, so you, don't, so you don't dare talk to Him about it. You don't dare address this aspect with God. Because to address it means the impact or the pain or the challenge that you and I might feel. But if you come into a setting where, as I said, you can get, you know, the most phenomenal slap from the Lord, but it, it feels so loving. It feels so extremely loving that you don't mind getting that again and again and again and again. So friends, come into that space right now. Amen.